Hello there and welcome to In The Know, the podcast for B2B professionals that want to beat the competition. My name is Johnny Rose and I'm the host of the show. With me today is Noz Urbina. Noz is a globally recognised content strategist and modeller. He's well known as a pioneer in adaptive content modelling to support rich, personalised and contextually relevant content across the user journey. He's also the co-author of the book Content Strategy, Connecting the Dots Between Business, Brand and Benefits. And, most importantly for today's discussion, he's the founder and curator of Omnichannel X, a conference for marketers, content strategists, designers and other professionals involved in delivering digital strategies or experiences across multiple touch points. Noz Urbina, welcome to In The Know. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Well, I suppose um, the first thing to sort of really get started is if you wouldn't mind telling the audience just a little bit about yourself and your interest in the topic of omnichannel engagement. So I have been working in a variety of roles that are related to customer experience, uh, marketing, content, and communications, basically for my whole career. So I started um, in 2000 straight out of university, uh, working in content that was very niche at the time. It was very, very small um, number of companies that were interested in. It was content that was going to be written for multiple channels and multiple formats. Uh, and that's where I kind of cut my teeth. That's where I, my career started. So it was actually only in retrospect that I sort of learn about um, channel-based teams and channel-based organizations. Everything that I had learned uh, as I got started my career was all about how do we create once and use in many places so that we can have consistency and coherency across all of our, all of our deliverables. Uh, and what I've seen as I've, as I've gotten further is that um, there's kind of a gap in the market around how we as organizations present ourselves there's a lot of breakdown and the breakdown often happens when it's either internally or externally crossing channels. Uh, there's uh, silos in the organization and those create gaps in the, in the customer experience and that's bad for users and it's bad for companies. So I've become actually quite passionate about how we, uh, how we address that. Fantastic. And I suppose that leads on to something that I, I spoke briefly about just in the intro, which is the upcoming conference, which you're doing next year in 2019, Omnichannel X. What's the, what's, the, what's the idea behind the conference? And I guess my sort of gentle product you is, does there need to be another conference on Omnichannel experiences? Uh, another conference on Omnichannel experiences? I don't think that there are very many. I think what we have is a lot of conferences on marketing, a lot of conferences on content marketing, uh, content strategy, uh, maybe even uh, user experience, user experience design, information architecture. Uh, and if you notice, those are all about our job roles and our departments. They are not about uh, customers. So what we feel omnichannel is about is about being customer centric and aligning all of those disciplines around uh, customer experience. So where is the overlap between what the customer wants and what the brand wants? And how can we, as uh, the various types of contributor, um, make greatness happen? So Omnichannel X is about putting multiple perspectives in a room because nothing can happen in today's multi-touch point world 
without cross-functional teams. So why isn't there a conference that's about that? So uh, the need for Omnichannel X is really to, to cross the, the, the streams, cross the boundaries, which uh, are how you, conferences tend to organize themselves and uh, focus on actually putting our money where our mouth is and, and put together a customer-centric conference that allows the brand to build out how it relates across all of its touch points. How does an organization build a relationship with its audience? Um, not how do we optimize this channel or that channel, but collectively, how do we all work together to make that relationship between brand and, and, and audience work and make the con conference all about that? I don't think I've seen that done before. No, I think that's um, when, when you build it out like that, you make a, a very compelling and, and convincing case for why this really is something new and something very pertinent for both B2B and B2C audiences to be aware of and participating in. You have a raft of really interesting speakers at this conference, most notably um, IDEO's co-founder, Andrew Davies. I see he's speaking on the topic content intelligence, the foundation for enterprise B2B marketing. Um, I'm interested to know, how did you hear or learn about Andrew and what do you hope that people might get from his talk? Uh, Andrew is actually someone I've invited to a previous conference in a previous life. I used to run a conference called Congility, um, which was, you know, a um, uh, portmanteau I believe is the word, of content and agility. And uh, Andrew was a well-reviewed speaker. We People really liked him. Uh, you know, I've always thought he was a, an interesting voice in the community. And uh, I, I, previous to his talk, actually, I, I saw that he was doing his TED Talk, which was about why the path to success is not a straight line. So if you combine his understanding of um, automation and um, using intelligence to drive B2B marketing, and this kind of perspective that how we get there maybe not be, uh, might not be quite so intuitive or just doing what we've always been doing faster and uh, faster and more efficiently, then you get a quite appropriate omnichannel X speaker. So uh, we're looking a lot at how um, systems, governance, content, and, uh, and data all work together. So I thought that Andrew's voice in that uh, discussion would be, would be a great addition. Fantastic. I also have noted that there's another friend of IDEO's um, on the, on, as one of the speakers for the conference, which is Ryan Skinner, an analyst from Forrester, and he's due to be speaking on the topic uh, Omnichannel Content in the Wilds of the Enterprise. Quite an incredible title. Um, what do you think Ryan will be bringing? He's quite, he's really well known on the content, uh, you know, sort of speaking circuit. What do you think he'll be bringing to the conference in next year? We are very excited to have Ryan. He was actually one of the first speakers that we got on board. Um, I think he he uh, was like maybe in the first three speakers we got. Uh, he is an excellent voice, as you said, and he has been focusing at Forrester on this topic in particular. So it's really fantastic to have an analyst, an analyst from an organization like Forrester, uh, come to talk about their specialism when their specialism is specialism is exactly what your conference is all about. Uh, you can actually get a kind of a preview if, if people are interested. There's, a, there's an interview with uh, Ryan on the site already where he talks about um, what content in the wilds of the enterprise really is. We called that uh, um, Dirty Secrets of Omnichannel. And what 
Ryan basically said was he feels that there's a lot of more complex challenges that can be taken on, but there's also some some quick wins and some low-hanging fruit that even major enterprises can take on to move closer to a unified and coherent omnichannel experience. There's a, a few takeaways that I really liked from, from talking with Ryan. Um, one of them he, he is how he defined omnichannel, which is he used the phrase that omnichannel flips the script from what the brand wants to publish to what the user wants to hear about. And I, I really love that. You know, I've been, I have my own definition of omnichannel and I'm constantly talking about the topic, but I really thought that that was a, a great little phrase and a great little way to summarize what we're talking about. Um, it's not just about optimizing how the different channels operate, but really putting the customer at the center. So there's that, I love that quote. I also liked um, his, his phrase that the be uh, sunlight is the best disinfectant. So what he's seeing when he talks to, to enterprises is that they're, it's often just simply this um, overarching lack of internal communication. If we can just get some light in there, get some visibility but across teams, across silos, then good things can start to happen. And that's not so, such a difficult thing to do to talk a little bit more um, and find all these pockets of great content which people are creating um, over in this team or over in that department or over in that region and put in place a process, some sort of governance process to bring that back to the, to the center so that it can be shared more widely and for the benefit of more customers. And uh, the other thing that Ryan, Ryan and I share is our interest on how there's an interplay, um, and I think, of course, Andrew talks to this as well, between the human beings involved and uh, the technology, both what we have right now as commonplace technology in terms of how we can validate, structure, and store our information better, but also the up-and-coming technologies like artificial intelligence, which when you're talking about enterprise scale and business-to-business, you're really going to need to be able to process the, the sheer number of content objects that we're talking about. So Ryan, I'm very excited for Ryan's talk. I think he's uh, absolutely deserving of his feature, featured speaker status. And uh, he's one of the most widely versed speakers on the panel because he gets to interview so many brands around the world of the about the challenges they're having with Omnichannel. Nice. That does sound like a, it's going to be a really, really interesting discussion on the day. And I guess uh, thinking, harking back to your story, Noz, about how you first got involved in this world in the early 2000s, it, a question I pretty want to level to you, as you think now, as we think now in 2018 or 2019, when the conference itself is going to happen, what are some of the recurring barriers that you're seeing either in your particular consultancy, in your day-to-day -day work, or hearing from your peers? What are the barriers to excellent omnichannel experiences that you're finding for B2B enterprises? So what are the barriers to, to great omnichannel experiences? Um, I think that the, the answer to that is uh, very similar for B2B or B2C. Uh, the, f well, the first thing that comes to mind is that people need to realize you don't have to um, roll out on an enterprise basis. We've interviewed several speakers on um, what is the best way to get started with uh, B2B, and nobody said um, a top-down 
enterprise rollout. Not a single person. I'm talking people from Cisco, IBM, major enterprises. Everyone believes that Omnichannel needs executive support, but has to have uh, grassroots enthusiasm. You have to have people at their desk um, and you know people who are, have the passion and interest to make change happen. And that will make you a better uh, Omnichannel company. So this idea that we need a huge budget and um, uh, a, a massive program to make any progress. I think that holds companies back a lot. You can get started by aligning a couple of channels in a region and you're making progress. But the question is then how do you feed that back into the enterprise and how do you try to create a culture of customer centricity across channels uh, in your team? Uh, the other thing is that I think that we've had a problem where the software industry and, in fact, the enterprise demand for what they expected software to do has been going the wrong direction for many years, and now we have to make a sudden left turn. I think, for example, when we're talking about um, content production or content editing, there was a huge focus on uh, WYSIWYG, or what, what that's an acronym for what you see is what you get, editing experiences, where we wanted to, we wanted to treat every channel as if it was print. We wanted to have pixel-perfect layouts, and, and we wanted to be able to massage every little visual detail. And that's not how digital media work. So what we have now is that what the customer wants is uh, a personalized experience that where, where they're prioritizing relevance and um, coherence and immediacy and uh, personalization for them as an individual for not only who they are, but uh, where they are, what time, uh, you know, what point in their journey that they're accessing this content, what point in the year it may happen to be, and many other uh, parameters like, like device and past history and so on and so on. And the content has all been all about this, this, the visual stuff. And that's not to say that the visual aspect is not very important, but it is not the main thing that people come to your enterprise for. They're coming to learn things, they're coming to help, uh, they, they expect your help to make decisions, and uh, the visual design helps, but that's not the, the main thing. The main thing is, um, are the messages accurate? Are they up to date? Are they relevant? Uh, and are they coherent across the various touch points? Uh, just kind of harkening back to Ryan for a minute, one of my favorite stories is, is he, he and I have both experienced this in many uh, client uh, environments is we talk a lot about, for example, uh, style or tone of voice. We talk about the kind of words that we should use, but we don't actually talk about the words that we should use. And that's really important. We're, we're so focused on the tone of the speech, we're not really paying attention to what's being said. And he gives an example of, um, uh, a, a, I think it's a truck, yeah, like a pickup truck kind of manufacturer. And so you've got the pickup truck, if you imagine these American-style pickup trucks with a big thing in the back where you can put lots of equipment. Uh, and he asked me, what is that called? And, you know, I would have called it the bed. Um, other people would call it the box. And the thing is, the manufacturer is not consistent about whether they call it the bed or the box or maybe some other terms that they happen to use that are industry jargon. Uh, so we're, we're confusing our customers 
at the get-go. You know, we're supposed to be the experts, and we're making mistakes like that. I've seen major software providers that will use two different terms for the same thing on the same screen, you know, at the top and the bottom of the screen. They'll use a different word to describe the same thing. And so the tone and the tone and the voice might be dead on, but you're confusing me because you just don't have a have a, a handle on what you're saying. So I think that uh, there's been a um, improper focus in terms of priorities on the technology side and on the uh, on the people side. We've been trying to aim at the wrong thing, and now I think what Omnichannel is doing is it's creating a shakeup that's putting everybody's priorities back in order. We're getting back to the the, the message uh, versus the form, and we're getting back to putting the customer at the center as opposed to being brand or channel centric. Interesting. So having just talked about the sort of perhaps the the, the sort of negatives or the, the suboptimal experiences that you've seen and the why behind it, can I ask you then sort of go across the gamut and start talking about perhaps the positives? Where have you seen since you first got started in this world, Nos, where have you seen progress and, and really interesting, perhaps of late, perhaps in the past year or so, where have you seen real progress in the world of omnichannel experience in, in a B2B context? So what I've been seeing is that um, teams are kind of giving up. They're giving up on a lot of false hopes. So we're giving up on one system to rule them all. So having the one epic content management system that would do everything that our business needed, um, we've realized that actually there's no way, we can't fix the silo problem by having one massive silo. Um, Michael Priestley, who's speaking from IBM, said, um, I've got to quote him because this is such a, it's not my words, but it's a beautiful way to phrase this. We cannot create a massive silo. We need to have permeable silos. We need silos with pipes that connect them uh, so we can transfer content, uh, data, and standards so we can adhere to standards across different systems within our business. Uh, so I've been seeing a lot of progress towards the ability to more uh, effectively put our data and our content together and have a look at it to get a holistic view. I've also ha uh, seen people saying we have to adhere to corporate standards for how we mark up and categorize um, our content and our data so that even if we can't put it all together, we can at least speak the same language from a, from a systems point of view and from a customer point of view. So that's been really good. So people are giving, we're letting go of that old uh, false hope and realizing the, the right way to do things, which is more communication, more governance, and more consistency across our teams. The other place I'm seeing is that people are starting to understand the idea of format-free content, content that is a business asset in and of itself, as opposed to being the business asset being the end formatted deliverable. So they're seeing that we have to manage what we say and what our messages are in a central way uh, for the scope of our program or our campaigns, and then delivering the particular bits to each channel is something that happens as a secondary step. Before we jumped into the channels, we made our online content, we made our social content, we made our print content, we made our um, you know, sales collateral and so on, and we were racing to get that bit done. People are looking at the library model more often. Can we have a library where 
the the good up to date approved content sets and we can access that so even if we have multiple libraries the idea is that they are not libraries of finished documents they're libraries of raw clean content that's ready to be processed and ready to be published in multiple formats and on multiple channels I'm seeing a lot of uh, organizations ask for that kind of approach whereas that was a very niche approach even five years ago brands like cisco which is well represented with two with three different speakers at the conference this year uh, giving two different presentations uh, have been pioneers they've been doing a couple things which i really liked so they're doing things like um talking between cisco engineers and clients and bringing field knowledge back into the organization and bringing that out as something that can be communicated back to the community. So we've got uh, representatives of you know, really technical teams trying to get uh, user-generated viewpoints, bring them back in, develop content solutions and circulate those within the business, which forms a type of content marketing, which is really powerful because it's exactly you know, what the people are having trouble with out in the field. And then on the marketing side, um, Jenny Hooks and uh, Lucas Betes are talking about how they organize themselves for omnichannel. And there have been some really great steps there. Uh, I've seen more organizations moving in this direction, but Cisco is the only one who said to me that they're actually putting budgets against personas. So rather than saying this campaign has X amount of money or this team gets X amount of budget, they say, we as a business are going to put this much money against this persona because that's how important these people are to us. Uh, contrast that against other teams, uh, other organizations I see, which have reams of personas, new campaign, new personas. Uh, it's a very different approach. Having an approved list of this is who our audience is. Everybody who wants to speak to the audience, this is who we're talking about. And this is how much we are going to invest in these particular um, audience members. So that's really excellent. Uh, and I think that generally speaking, the importance of governance is becoming uh, something that people are more aware of. So we're seeing cross-functional teams that govern internal standards. How do we refer to things? How do we categorize things? Um, what is our our tone and voice as a company. There, we're seeing people actually putting together department agnostic teams that form an internal government that make those things uh, feasible. So I, I think that there's been really, really good progress and in many areas. What is interesting though, is that I've never seen a company that was really perfect. I've never, you know, nobody's nailing it. Uh, perfect maybe an exaggeration, but what I'm saying is that this is one of the first areas left where a major enterprise, even a brand, you know, some of these beauty brands are 50, 100 years old. A major enterprise like that can have first mover advantage because we are able to up our experience in a way our competitors are not if we do this properly. And just because you're, you're small doesn't mean you're doing it right. And if you're the first of major B2B competitors which make that move, then you have the ability to really open up uh, uh, an avenue and a, a revenue stream in terms of distinguishing yourself through your omni-channel experience. That's very exciting. 
So Noz, where can people go to learn more about you and the upcoming Omnichannel X conference? So the best place to learn about the conference is just on omnichannelx.digital. That's uh, omnichannelx, all one word, no hyphens. And you can also just uh, Google Omnichannel Conference because we've pretty much taken over that pair of keywords, uh, which I'm quite happy about. And uh, to learn about me, I would check out uh, my blog on urbinaconsulting.com, which uh, I must say needs a couple couple new posts on it. Uh, or or hit me up on LinkedIn I'm, uh, or Twitter. I'm always happy to connect and 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 chat with just just about anybody who is into driving this whole uh, little part of our industry forward. Um, Noz, we're coming towards the end of our time together, so I have one final question which I always ask a guest on In The Know, and that's really if there is one thing, Noz, if there was one website or piece of advice or one book that you could recommend so that the listeners of this show are In The Know, what would it be? Perhaps on content strategy or omni-channel, one little tidbit to give a person listening to this the advantage over their competitors, what would it be? I'll give you something which I think is relevant, whether you are a manager or whether you're a writer, an independent marketer, consultant. And that tip is to humble yourself. We, especially in marketing, can be very focused on uh, selling ourselves up. And one of the things which I think Omnichannel requires of us is to realize we can't do it alone. We have to be able to accept that designers or marketers, or you know, maybe we are a designer, we have to accept what marketers can contribute. And if we're a marketer, what can we learn from design thinking, from system thinking? Um, and if we are, you know, those two roles, what can we learn from a technical communicator? Uh, so the ability to look around the organization and see that everybody's got a role to play, and you, if you've got enthusiasm and you want to be a leader, great but be the right kind of leader that leads change for everybody. So that would be my tip of how to make Omnichannel really work within your organization. Even if you're talking about how do you be better at Omnichannel alone at your desk, it's look around, see what other skill sets are around, what you can learn from them, and how those can come together around the customer to make things better. Well, Noz Urbina, thank you very much for your time today. And we look forward to hearing more and learning more from you on how the Omnichannel conference goes in 2019. Thank you very much. Idio's demand orchestration platform learns from each interaction to improve engagement and accelerate demand at large B2B enterprises. You can now use AI to engage every buyer individually without marketing complexity. Find out more at idio.ai.